Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Episode 9 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm going to be talking about automating the client experience for great customer service. And I know that we have covered automation in a couple of the previous episodes, and you're going to be hearing a lot more about it in upcoming episodes with guests. So I wanted to share with you my thoughts on automation and how I have used automation in my own businesses and with my clients to create a great customer experience without sacrificing the one-on-one, hands-on feeling that you want your clients to have in your business. The first thing I want to talk about is some of the important steps that you need to follow in order to start automating your processes. If you are starting from a place where you're doing everything by hand on your own every time, that's totally okay. I think we all start our business from that place because it's the only thing that we know. You can't start automating something until you actually understand how it works and where it is that you can spend time automating versus where you need to be really hands-on. So the first step I suggest that you do if you are trying to automate things in your business is to outline your process. Now, I am looking at this specifically for work with a client, but this comes with any process that you're doing. So in everything that you do in your business, you have a process that you follow. You have steps that you follow each time or that you will learn to follow each time so that you can get things done more efficiently. And you're never going to know where you can automate until you actually have those processes written down. And we're going to talk more about the importance of writing down your process in some future episodes, but this part is just for you. It's not to train someone else on how to use your process or how you do things so that you can hand it off to them. But this is so that you know exactly how long things might take you, exactly which steps you need to take to get to the end result that you want. For example, if you are outlining your client process, say you are a service provider, which a lot of us are, and you want to figure out where you can automate parts of that experience for your clients, you need to sit down and outline every step you go through with your client so that you know your process. This starts with getting potential clients to your website. Where are those clients coming from? Are they finding you on social media and clicking over to your website? Are they searching to you on Google? Are they getting recommendations from someone else and so they are coming to your website that way? Or maybe they've been there before and they're just checking in. They want to know what else you're doing or they want to come and read your latest blog post. You need to know where these potential clients are coming from so that you can start targeting them in those places. For example, if your potential clients are mostly finding you on Instagram, you want to make sure that your link in your bio for Instagram is sending them to the correct part of your website so that you can capture their information and follow up with them about working together. The next thing you want to do is showcase your services and portfolio. 
So once they are on your website, you want to make it very clear what it is that you do and who you serve. And some examples of your work are a great idea here as well. So that they can get an idea of whether or not you would be a good fit. And if you want to learn more about that, then check out episode six, Improving Your Website Today with Five Easy Updates, where I talk about some updates you can make on your website to really create a great user experience and get your dream clients to get in touch with you. We have a whole section there about your portfolio and services page and how you can set that up to get really great dream clients to your inbox and on the phone with you. So after they have seen those services that you're offering, they've taken a look at the work that you're doing, next is the contact form. You want them to get in touch with you, whether that is through a generic contact form, whether you're asking them to fill out something really detailed, you wanna make it easy for them to get in touch and for you to then move them through the process. For me, this is actually a contact form. I'm asking for their name, their website, and what they're looking for, as well as a brief message. I know for a lot of the wedding professionals I work for, they're looking for more information. They want a wedding date and a budget so that they can start to figure out if these clients are really going to be dream clients for them and if they are going to be the best provider of that service. You can also do this by just automatically linking to a button to set up an interview call. There are people that do this who are coaches or service providers. They would rather get someone on the phone as soon as possible rather than having to email back and forth. So if you have some sort of schedule with Acuity or Calendly or some of the other scheduling apps, you can put a button right there on your contact page that says, Set up a consultation call right now and they can set that up. You can then collect any information you need. That's taking them from your website and this sort of place where you know that they're there but you don't know very much about them to actually getting to the next step of talking with you about what it is that they're doing. So once you have set up the interview call, it's time to actually get on that call. And I know for a lot of us, that can be really scary. But if you have a process in place, like you do for everything else, you can make it a lot easier. So on your interview call, you need to lay out the steps that you need to go through in order to get all the information that you need and share with them what they might need to get to know you better. For me, I have a welcome PDF that I send that goes through the services that I offer and a little bit more about what I do. And then we can go through that on the call, answer any questions they have. I also have a list of questions that I ask, including their name, their business name, how long they've been in business, and just an overview of what it is that they're looking for and what they're hoping to get out of working together. This is really important because this is the place where you're determining whether or not you can serve this potential client well and if you think they would be a good fit. The more information you can gather in an interview call, the better informed you're going to be to make that decision. And I know that that sounds scary and you might feel like that means you have to ask a ton of questions up front, 
but you also want to balance that with keeping this into a brief 20 to 30 minute call. You don't want to get into answering their specific questions about their needs and offering information that you should be paid for. So you need to make sure that you have the interview call outlined with at least the questions you need to ask so that you can get the right information and the, th the things you want to go over so that you can make sure that they understand what it is that you do. The next step after the interview call is either to accept them as a client or reject them. And while that may seem a little bit um, clinical, it's really important to have this set up. You don't want to drag people on that you're not going to be a good fit for or that you don't want to work for. So you need to decide after that interview call and say, okay, I want to work with you. Here are the next steps. Or I don't think we'd be a good fit. Here is a recommendation of someone I can, I think might be a better fit for you. Now, once you've rejected somebody, you might have to follow up and explain a little bit more, but that kind of goes away. That's the end of that process. If you have accepted a project, you're going to have to move on to the next step, which is getting them whatever information they need to be onboarded. And I would recommend having a couple of emails written out for your acceptance, just in case people don't get back to you right away. You want to follow up with them a couple of times to make sure they know that you care and just to see where they are. I've had multiple clients come to me not quite ready to start after our interview call, but if I follow up with them every once in a while and just say, I'm still thinking about you, I still want to work together, they eventually come back to me and say, okay, I'm ready to go, let's get started. So once they've said, okay, let's go, I want to work with you, let's do this project, that's when your onboarding process is going to start. So this includes signing a contract, it includes paying a deposit invoice if you have one. It can also include a brief questionnaire about their business because you are going to need a little bit more information here so that you can fill out some legal documents. So you might actually need to ask those questions before your contract, just depending on how you do things. Once somebody is onboarded, that means they have signed the contract, they have been invoiced, and they are on your schedule. They're ready to get started with the project whenever you have time to fit them into your schedule. And you should let them know when that's going to be. So the next part of your process is going to be managing the actual project. So this is every step that you are going to take during this project and every step they need to take during the project to get everything done by the time that you have set forth. Whether that is a wedding where you've got a really solid deadline or a website design where you want to get it done by a certain day so that you can get it launched. For me, I outline every step that I go through very detailed on my end so that I don't miss anything. And then for the clients, I give them a more broad look at those steps so that they just know how things are moving along and they know when their deadlines are. And of course, this is going to look different for everybody depending on your business and depending on how you work with clients. 
So I'm not going to get into the details of which steps you need for project management because that's really going to depend on you. Once the project is created, you then need to figure out how to review that project. Now for me on a website, that means a lot of going back and forth and getting feedback, but it might be a little bit different for your business. That might be sending off a gallery and asking which images they want in an album or what they want edited for digital copies. Then you're going to do the edits based on their feedback. And you can do that as many times as makes sense for your business, but you want to outline sort of, okay, this is how we review things. This is how we edit things. This is how we review them. And then after that final round of edits, this is how we finalize the project. These are the last steps that we need to take in order to get that project up and running and looking great. For me, that means a lot of time sitting on the computer checking that every button works and every link works and that it looks great on mobile and tablet just like it does on the desktop. For you, that might mean double checking with all of your vendors to make sure they are on schedule and they have everything that they need and that there is extras behind the scenes so that nothing can go wrong on the day that you are delivering that project. Once the project is finalized, you need to outline how you're going to deliver it. So does that mean just transferring website ownership and delivering some files like it does for me? Does that mean giving them a physical product? Or is it just you're an event planner and the event is the project delivery? At the end of the day, you're done. You have completed your end of everything. And finally, you want to make sure you have a process for following up. You want to get feedback from your clients. You want to make sure that you have done everything that you need to do and that you can you know, use their great words about you on your website and use their images. You have to be the one to initiate that follow-up or you are not going to get that feedback that you're looking for. So this might be emailing and asking them to fill out a survey, but it also might be reminding them to review you on different websites like Google and Facebook and some of the other places that you are featured. So now that your project is complete, you've wrapped it up, you've gotten your feedback, you have your process in place. I would bet that when you started your business, you were doing each of those steps from scratch every time. And I get it. I was there too. I did everything on my own every time. I rewrote all of those emails. I did each step by myself without even thinking about automating. Because automation can be a little scary. And I get that. You don't want to let things go because you want to make sure your hand is on everything and it's doing everything correctly but you need to automate in order to grow and in order to give your client the best experience because you can then focus on the parts of the process you have to be really hands-on with and leave the others to a couple other you know, options so that they feel like they are getting the best of you for the parts that are going to really make that project unique and important. So when you are starting the automation journey, I would recommend asking yourself a couple of questions just so that you can figure out what you want to automate and so that you can start thinking about different options for that automation. 
So ask yourself, how do I prefer to communicate with my clients? Do I like getting on the phone with them? Would I rather video chat? Or do I want them to communicate by email or something else? How is it that I am going to best be able to keep everything organized and make sure that my clients and I are communicating well and that nothing gets lost? Then how do I want clients to schedule time with me? Do I want to lay that all out ahead of time at the beginning of a project? Do I want them to be able to schedule whenever they feel like they need to chat? How is it that I want them to be able to book time on my calendar so that I have that set aside? Or if I don't want them to be able to just book time whenever they want, how is it that I'm going to get them on my schedule when I need them to be and give myself flexibility when I need that to work? Another question is, how do I want to receive feedback? And this is not just the feedback in the follow-up, but this is feedback all along the way. Do I want my clients to email me that feedback? Do I want to get on a call and actually work through it with them? What is the best way for me to figure out what it is that my clients need me to work on and give them the best part of my brain when I am then making those edits so that we're very clear in that communication. And then the last question you should ask yourself is, when do I work best? And I mention this question because some people I know are night owls and they want to work from 10 o'clock till 2 in the morning, but their clients are never going to be available for a phone call then. I really like to work early in the morning. So I have to figure out when my schedule works for me that I can create my best designs and then I need to go back to my clients and figure out how is that going to fit their schedule. So that's the next set of question is remembering your clients. So I need to know when they are available. Or do they work a day job and so they're only available for calls in the evening, but I don't want to take calls in the evening? And how do we work around that for communication? How familiar are they with technology? Are they going to actually understand sending you an email or working on an Asana project with you? You need to know where they are in that base so that you can tailor the experience to them and they're not so overwhelmed by the technology that they get lost in the project. How do they like to communicate? Would they rather jump on the phone with you every time they have a question? And if so, what does that mean for your business? So you might like to get on the phone too and that's going to work really well. But if you don't want to be on the phone, how is it that you can teach them to communicate in a way that they're comfortable with and that they feel like they're getting their point across, but that also works for your business? Ask yourself what things you will need to teach them in depth. What is it that they might need you to go over step by step so that they understand either how to work with you depending on the pro programs you're using or how it is that they can do things themselves once the project is launched. What parts of this process are you going to have to get really in-depth in, give them some really good tutorials so that they understand exactly how to do things? And the final question to ask is, what questions do they ask a lot? What is it that you might be able to answer up front 
or on your website so that you aren't answering those same questions over and over again. That question about questions your clients frequently ask is a great place to start with automation and it can give you some really great content. So if you don't have one already, you should create a frequently asked questions page for your website and answer those questions that they have on there. You know, write out the question, write out the answer. And that way, when someone brings up one of those questions, you can just send them to that page. Or if it's going to be something more in depth or that relates more to your audience, write it in a blog post and send them a link to that post. That is a great way to automate things while still having a real connection with your clients and with what it is that you are teaching them. I have this set up for one of my blog posts where I talk about SEO and when my clients are ready for the SEO part of the project, I can link them to that blog post and say, here are some really great in-depth tips and tutorials about SEO on Squarespace. Look this over. If you have any more questions, let me know. And usually they will say, no, this was great. This was a lot of information and it answered everything that I had or it'll bring up some more in-depth questions that then I can answer either by writing it out or jumping on a call with them. So frequently asked questions are a great place to start with your automation because it gives you content and it's a really easy way to get some of that work out of the way and people are totally going to understand if you say, you know what, I've answered this question here, just go check it out and let me know if something isn't clear. They totally understand that. So now that you understand your process, you know a little bit more about your clients, you're probably thinking, I don't know what it is that I can automate in my business and how to do it. So I am going to go through a list of things you can automate and give some tips on how to create each of them. The first is email templates, and this is huge and will save you so much time. I know a lot of us have gotten those really generic email templates that we do not like. They have just filled in your name, filled in like one or two details, and you feel like it's just a robot talking to you. If that is what's holding you back from automation, I get it. But here's what I would recommend. Look back in the emails that you have sent to other clients and copy those to your computer and just take out the personalized details. That way, the email is going to sound like you already, but you can fill in the new information for the client you're talking to without having to write it from scratch. So here are a few email templates that I have in my business that really help me to communicate quickly. It means that I don't have to sit there and think of a response every time because I've got these saved on my computer or in a workflow. So the first is your contact form follow-up. When somebody gets in contact with you on your website, you want an email that goes back to them that says something along the lines of, thanks so much for getting in contact with me. I will follow up within this time period. That one doesn't have to be super personalized. It's just getting them set up with the expectations of how you work. The second is an invite to join you on a call for a consultation. 
This can be as simple as, hey, I really love what I learned about your project so far. I'd love to chat and learn more. Here's a link to schedule some time that fits into your calendar. Send them the link and that's all you need to do. That way they can then go schedule the time themselves and you don't have to be involved. Then once that call is scheduled, you want a call invitation follow up. So this is going to be the email that they get once the call is scheduled, just telling them a little bit more information. You might say, you know, we're going to meet on Skype and I will call you or you're supposed to call me. You can also have a couple other emails in this group just in case they don't schedule based on that first email. You might have an email that's just a no response follow-up that says, hey, I know you're probably really busy, but I wanted to see if you were still interested in chatting about your project. Then you're going to have a project acceptance email. So you've chatted, you know you want to work together. This is going to go a little bit more into depth, but it's basically going to say, hey, I love talking with you. I'm so excited to get to work with you. You know, these are the things that we could accomplish together. These are the next steps. Follow up with me to let me know you're ready to get started. You're also going to want some no response follow-ups to this for those people that don't get back to you right away that are really easy for you to just plug in some information and send those off without sitting there worrying about why haven't they gotten back to me yet. And if in case you don't want to do a project, you want a project rejection email template. This is something like, hi, I really enjoyed chatting with you, but I don't think I would be the best fit for your project. I would, however, recommend you check out such and such a business to see if they would be uh, better for what it is that you're looking for. By giving them some alternatives, you've made the rejection a little bit easier. And by having a template, you don't have to be the one who's typing a so sorry email every time. If you have accepted a project, but they aren't ready to work with you, you want an objections email. So figure out what it is that people say is really holding them back from working with you and write an email to address that, whether that's they're not sure that they can handle it financially or they're not sure about your process. Make sure you have some emails outlined for that so that you can get back to them really quickly and say, you know, I understand your concern, but here is what working together will get you. Next, you want a getting started email. This is after they've said, yes, I am ready to go. This email is basically going to outline the next steps and tell them what it is you need from them right away. And this might include the delivery of the contract and the invoice, or that could be a separate email. The next thing you're going to want to do is just write a template for every step that you have to follow up with your client on. So these could be, here's the questionnaire I need you to answer. Here is the proof that you need to approve. Here's how you can schedule a call with me. Any of those steps that you are sending to multiple people, write it out in a template and set it up so that you can get it out really quickly. You're also going to want a final email that tells them, hey, the project is over. I'm really excited about what we created. And here is how we can continue to work together, if that's an option. Or here 
are the next steps saying I would love to get a testimonial. Email templates have saved me a ton of time in my business because I don't have to think about what to say every time I need to send an email. I've got it all written out already and I just go in and personalize it to the person and the business. And that saves me a ton of time, but it's still personal because it's still my words that I am sending to people. It's not some robot generated template that they will say, that doesn't sound like you at all. I would recommend you definitely start writing some templates for your emails. And I know it was a long list of things that I wrote down, but just in case you don't want to go back through that list, just think of all of the emails you send consistently that are very similar and create a template for each of those steps so that you don't have to rewrite it. The next thing that I have created in my business that has been super helpful are PDF guides. And I have these for a lot of different steps because they really give my clients a lot of information without me trying to fit it into an email or get it all to them in a sales call. They get a PDF in their email that they can download to their computer and look at any time they need to refer back to it. And some of these, as we're going to go over them, are even guides that they can use in the future once the project is over. So these are the PDFs that I like to use in my business. The first is a working with PDF. This my clients get as soon as they get in touch with me through my contact form. It gives a little bit more information about what I do, what I believe, the people that I work with. It doesn't go into depth about my services, but it gives them a little bit more information than my about page does so that they know that I am going to get in contact with them and so that they have something to look at in the meantime. The next is my sales slides. These are pretty in-depth and they have a lot of information, but they're great because I can send these to a potential client. It goes over what I do. It goes over my packages, how I work, my process, the people that I might bring on for a project. It also goes over their expectations and then the next steps. It's a ton of information packed into a PDF, but it means that I don't have to sit there and talk through all of these points every time I have a call or write it all out in an email. It's pre-designed, it's on brand, and they can look it over whenever they like. And this gives us a talking point for our calls if we are getting ready to do an interview call to see if we could work together because they already know about my process and how I work and I'm just filling in the blanks and answering any questions that they have. Then I have those same sales slides only with pricing. So after a call I will send this over so that they, a potential client, knows how much working with me is going to cost. Now this information is also on my website. They can get it before they even get in contact with me, but I don't want the price of my service to keep them from getting on a call. And I don't feel like the price of website design or brand design with me is so limiting that I get a lot of people who feel like they might want to work with me but find out later that I'm nowhere near their price range. So this works for me. 
if you want to work with people who are really high end, or if you get a lot of inquiries where people are, have a budget much lower than your price, you may want to make that clear earlier on in the process to just help eliminate some people to keep you from having to say no to people when they could have found out they weren't going to be a good fit ahead of time. The next PDF is a getting started PDF. This outlines the first steps of the project, how everything is going to go. It goes over how I use different programs to keep us on track and what it is that I expect from them. So this is a lot of detail about here's how you can use these programs that we will need during our project and here is how you can contact me. This is where you'll schedule calls. All of that information is in one PDF. So hopefully I don't have to send an email to them every time they have a question. I can just tell them to refer back to that. Next, I have a PDF for any of my important deliverables or project steps. So for me, this looks like a PDF going over launching a website. What steps are involved in that? What do my clients need to do and what can they expect? I have one for SEO going over some keywords and important SEO tips so that they can get that information all in one place from me based on their website design. And you can create those PDFs for any part of your process. If you are in the wedding industry, you can create a PDF about what to wear to an engagement shoot or how it is that they're going to order an album and what to expect. If you have a custom design product business, then you can outline the next steps and what it is that they will get along the way. These are just really useful to make sure that your clients get all the information they need in as few places as possible so they don't get lost. The last PDF I have is sort of an offboarding PDF and for me that means a retainer PDF. If someone wants to continue working with me, what does that look like, how do they do that, and what do I offer? That way I don't have to specifically talk them through that at the beginning of the project, although I'm happy to answer questions at any time. Depending on your business, you may or, not, may or may not need an offboarding PDF, but it is something to consider if you offer ongoing services. The final way that I like to automate things is through tutorial videos. I have a library of tutorial videos for a couple of different things. One is tutorials on how to use Squarespace and some of these you can find on my website in my blog and others are in a password protected page just for clients, but it walks them through every step that they might need to know for updating their website. And I will create custom videos when needed based on the design that I have done. I also have tutorial videos on how to use Asana, which is my project management system, and a couple other things that they might need to know how to do, but possibly don't understand on their own. You may be tempted to think that your clients can figure it all out on their own, and they might. 
But by having tutorial videos available, it means that you don't have to go back and forth and try to explain how to do something because you can just send them that video that walks them through it. They can watch, follow along, and if it's still not clear, then you can get on the phone if you need to. If you're still worried about automation, I just want to encourage you to give it a try. Automation is the way of the future. Even as I am working with people that are not an online business or in this creative space, I am getting a lot of things sent to me via automated emails that I need to go and check out. And it makes it so much easier for me because I can do it on my time. I'm not trying to get in contact with somebody every time. And it makes it easier for the person on the other end because they aren't having to sit down and explain it all step by step each time. Now I want to go over some tools for automation. These are tools that can make it much easier for you to implement automation in your own business and some of them I use and you can find in my toolbox and others I have used in the past or have heard recommendations from other people. So I am just going to list some of these out and they will also be in the show notes for you to check out on your own. So I mentioned scheduling a couple of times and there are two scheduling tools that I have used and would recommend and those are Acuity and Calendly. Both of these tools allow people to schedule based on time slots that you leave available and they sync with a Google Calendar so that if you have something else blocked off, they can't schedule during that time. This has made things really easy for me because I can send that link out. We're no longer emailing back and forth trying to find a time and it makes it really fast. Next is client management. There are a lot of client management systems out there, but I really recommend that you find one that can do as much as possible. So I personally use Dubsado, and if you've read my blog, you have probably heard of them, but they are great because they do invoices, contracts, they have email templates set up, they give me a client portal, and all kinds of other things that make it really easy for me to make automation simple and for my client to have everything in one place. I know that other people really recommend HoneyBook, um, 17 Hats, and if you want to check out Insightly, I've used that before for project management and you can get that for free. Now for email marketing. And while this might not be something that you're automating for your client process, it is something that you should be automating to help people get onto your email list and to continue to send content to them. And I am currently using ConvertKit for that, but I previously used MailChimp, which integrates really easily with Squarespace. So either of those are great options. Then for project management, I use Asana, but I know a lot of people recommend Trello and Basecamp. This just helps you outline every step of the process and they both, all of them allow you to let your client see part of the project so that they can see what they need to do, deadlines, due dates, and how project, the process is coming along. Along with that, if you need something to store and share files, you can check out Google Drive and Dropbox. I use both of these depending on the project and the space that I need. 
And finally, a couple of other programs that you might want to check out. HelloSign lets you create and sign contracts. And Harvest is the software that I use to track my time for projects. Like I said, that's a lot of information. It's all going to be in the show notes. And if you want more information about the tools that I use in my business, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. And you can download a PDF from there that I have created as part of this automation that lists all of the programs that I use along with links and how I use them. Just to wrap up, I would definitely recommend that you look into creating some automation in your business to give your clients the best experience possible because it allows you to focus on the parts of the process you need to be hands-on with and it gives you a way to get back to people very quickly, get everything organized so that your clients never feel like they're not hearing back from you in a timely manner. Automation helps with all of that. So check out some of those tools that I have recommended. Make sure that you are sitting down and working on your process and finding places that you can automate to make your job easier and less time consuming and so that you can serve your clients and customers well. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. Or if you have any questions, send me an email at samantha at lemonandthesea.com. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.